0: Home Rants Podcast is brought to you by Reaper Apparel Company. Reaper Apparel offers a casual line of superb fit, finish, and comfort. We design for those who refuse to die slowly and choose to live untamed, for those who aren't afraid to face the dark, for the ones that thrive in it, and for those who can appreciate life through a grim lens. That's Reaper Apparel Company. Go to the link in the description of this episode, use the promo code Mike Bono and get 10% off. Also, the Ride Home Rants podcast is brought to you by my own personal merch store, the Stupid Should Hurt merch store. I have hats, I have t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, water bottles, notebooks, you name it, I've got it. The description and the link for that will be in the description of this episode. Also, right now, if you use the promo code WELCOME, I will give you 5% off of your first purchase. That's the Stupid Should Hurt merch store. Also, the Rod Home Rans podcast is brought to you by Tactical Brotherhood, all American-made apparel, which helps support the Second Amendment. You can also find all this in the description of this episode with the link, Tactical Brotherhood. Part of every proceed does go to helping veterans, as it is a very good cause. All American made products made right here in Minnesota. Go and check them out. Use the promo code PATRIOT15 to get 15% off your purchase. Now, let's start the show. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Ride Home Rants of the Podcast. I am Mike Bono. I got a great show for you today. Um, I got a great guest on uh, by the name of Phil Alfano. Hope I didn't butcher your name, but uh, um, all good, all good. All right, cool. So we got a little bit of sports. Obviously, the big game was this past Sunday in the Super Bowl. My Tampa Bay Buccaneers did take the take the victory. Um, but also, going to dive into a little bit about Phil here. So, without further ado, Phil, welcome to the show, and thank you for being on it.
1: Thanks for having me, Mike. Excited to spend some time talk about some sports and some business as well.
0: Absolutely. So let's, let's dive right into it. Super Bowl was last night. I know the show comes out on Wednesday, but it is Monday the 8th, so it was last night. What did you think of the game? Did you get to watch the full game? When, how do you think it played out?
1: Um, I th- it was an exciting game. I watched the whole thing. Sadly, I made some bets that didn't go well, but (laughs) of course, um, I think we always, right. (laughs) We (laughs) wanted to, I wanted to see a closer game of course, but, uh, I I shouldn't have bet against the greatest of all time. So
0: (laughs) that's true. Um, I've never been a big Tom Brady fan. I've said that for years, uh, but he's playing for my team. So I'd rather have him for me than against me. Um, right. But, What do you think about, I mean, I I woke up this morning and just kind of scrolling through Facebook, everybody and their mom saying that the Super Bowl was rigged and that it's Tom Brady had the refs in his back pocket. So take me through a little bit. What did you think about all those pass interference calls against the Chief late in the second quarter when the uh, Buccaneers were driving?
1: Yeah, I mean, I thought a couple of them were a little weak calls, a couple uh, calls that could have went. I think he should just let him play, of course. But, I mean, I don't think it really had a big impact on the game. I mean, the Chiefs scored nine points. It's no. not like it would have changed too much. I'm sure it would have been closer. But I still think the better team yet who played yesterday won.
0: Right. I, I'm with you on that. And, yes, everyone's going to say I'm biased because I'm a Buccaneers fan. But, I mean, you're not going to beat Tom Brady kicking field goals. I mean, that's just right. how it is. Um Like you, I wanted to see a little bit closer of a game. Um, I thought it was going to be a shootout, uh, but Mahomes did look hobbled. Do you think the toe injury kind of hurt him in this game, or do you think it was more him missing both his starting tackles?
1: I think it was a little combination of both. I mean, especially when your foot's injured, you don't want to be running around. I think he said he scrambled like 500 yards in the backfield before he threw. It's. I mean, that those tackles definitely hurt a ton. I think that probably caused a lot of the struggles that he had, and especially in the first half. Um, but yeah, I think the combination of the toe injury and the tackles that probably added to his toe injury as well, having to run on it so much. But uh, yeah, I think it, the tackle was probably the big concern. Both tackles being
0: out yeah I mean i I would agree uh, they did move uh, their guard from uh, left guard to right tackle, which everybody says that's always a big deal. I'm of the aspect you now given I played football, but I obviously, with my stature, uh, didn't play the line, but I do know that it's just basically odds versus evens. Um, so that being said, I mean it shouldn't be that hard of a transition going from one side of the line to the next. Um, but everyone makes a big deal about that, and I think that kind of had a little bit of a a factor in it and moving some guys around on the offensive line, but at the end of the day, in my personal opinion, these are professional athletes. I mean, you're you're (laughs) playing at the highest level. I think you should be able to move around. What do you think on that?
1: Yeah, I think for sure. I mean, you do have to give a ton of credit to the Buccaneers' defense, their defensive line with JPP, Barrett, Vita Vea, and, and Dominic Sew is just dominated the game. You could, just because the two left the two tackles were out doesn't mean that they still wouldn't have dominated with them there. So I think you definitely have to give them credit where it's due, for sure.
0: Absolutely. I, I expected the Chiefs to run the ball a little bit more to kind of try to control the clock uh, with uh, Edwards, alaire Hyde, and and it just they didn't really seem to get off the ground and want to run the ball. They wanted to make it a shootout. I think. Between the two quarterbacks, they had over 50-plus attempts between Mahomes and Brady's passing. Uh, that's just, I mean, it's, it's unheard of, and I, I don't think being that one-dimensional is going to win you games. I know with Tyreek Hill, Cheetah, who can run a sub 4 two forty and just the fastest man on the planet, I uh, heard a stat that in full gear he can run up to 22 miles an hour, which seven pounds of pads, and you're still able to run 22 miles an hour. That's just insane. And the Bucks had a great plan. They they doubled him and Kelsey pretty much the whole game, had safety help. And like you said, the Bucks' pass defense wasn't the greatest, but they were the number one rush defense in the league all year long. Do you think that the Chiefs were afraid to run the ball, or do you think that they just couldn't run the ball?
1: I think it was – Partly the game script. I mean, getting down early—it's not easy to run the ball, especially when um, you need to make up a ton of points in the second half. Uh, So, getting in that—it's then it made the defense. It made it easier for the Buccaneers because they could just pin their pin their ears back and just rush the passer the whole time because they knew there was no threat to run.
0: Absolutely. Um, I mean, I agree with like that. They they do like to pin their ears back. They've always said that, and they've. They've been on record saying they want to play that Smash Mouth. Uh, get your nose dirty, get your head dirty, get in there and just make the plays that you that you can. And I think it actually it obviously paid off for them. They're the Super Bowl champions, and they get to say that for the next year until next season, and everything resets itself. So. That's, that is that. It is what it is. Like I said, I'm not a Tom Brady fan uh, per se, but the guy is the greatest of all times. To go play 20 years with one team, win six Super Bowls with them, turn around in your first year with the team, and go and win another one from a franchise who historically has been pretty bad, and it's made my life hell pretty much since being a Buccaneers fan, and they, right. they always seem to disappoint me, but not this year. And I, yeah, I, I know that feeling. It was a, it was a good thing to see. So, uh, that being said, that's the Super Bowl. Football's over uh, till at least uh, end of July and August when all the camps starting. Hopefully, uh, with COVID and everything, that they are able to have their mini camps and everything like that. So, another thing that happened this past weekend was the big NCAA robbery: Duke versus UNC. Now. What side of the fence do you do you swing on on that in that rivalry? Do you care about either team or? To
1: be honest, I I hate them both. Um, <laughs> well, I don't I don't hate North Carolina as much. Duke, I I just hate Duke. But so uh, no no really. Well, I guess I'm rooting for I was rooting for North Carolina, but not.
0: That I like them at all. Okay. Okay. Uh, I will say it causes a lot of controversy in my household. My wife is a Duke fan. I'm a UNC fan. So <laughs> we didn't talk to each other a lot on Saturday. So it was a pretty <laughs> divided house here. Uh, yeah. But that game happened. Uh, this is historic, too, that it's been since 1960 since both teams weren't ranked playing in this game. Now, UNC did handle their business. They did take care of Duke and beat them pretty handily. The score doesn't depict how bad Duke looked. Did you get to see any of the game?
1: I did not watch uh, the game, but from seeing past games of Duke, it's been a rough year, it seems like, for them.
0: Yeah, I mean, when you're 7-7 seven and seven in the Coach K, Coach Team, that's just, I, I mean... Lived on the surf thirty-one years, and I don't think I've ever seen it. So I mean, right. and for the fact that both of them were unranked, um, just really blows my mind in where college basketball is going. Now, with that being said, uh, UNC is uh, eleven and five, or twelve and five now. Duke seven and seven. Duke's more on the bubble, I think, than UNC. What do you think? Do you think either team makes it, or do you think they get snubbed because of the records?
1: Um, I don't think Duke will make it any. Uh, I think uh, North Carolina could definitely squeak in. Um, of course, Duke could make it if they win the conference championship, but it doesn't look like that with how they're playing. So I think, I think North Carolina will definitely get in. Um, Duke will probably be sitting in the NL- NIT or just opting out of the rest of the season
0: probably. I'm pretty sure if they go to the NIT, Coach K is just going to say, let's just shut the season down and prepare for next right. year. I don't think he has the, the stones to go to the NIT because that's just right. that's that's not a Coach K move, in my opinion. But uh, it seemed like UNC really handled the game. Um, I know you didn't really get to see it, so I won't dive too much into that. Um, but I do I do think you're right. I think UNC squeaks in. And they I'm pretty sure they're going to be a bubble team for the rest of the way uh, this month and getting into the March Madness, which I always love. I love March Madness. Now, I am a big Mountaineer fan. Um, I grew up in West Virginia, um, so everyone in my family went to WVU except for me. Um, seeing them ranked over duke and unc and kind of handling their business in the big 12 it's a good good sight to see but it just shows you the craziness of a covid season for anything um and do you think that's going to affect sports this year across the board not just in any one sport i mean anything i know the masters is coming up i know you said you're a big uh golf fan really a little bit so um do you think the masters goes off without a hitch or what do you what are you thinking with that
1: well, I think now with um, I think they've been back golfing for almost well, not almost. Well, they skipped last year's. Well, they moved last year's Masters into like August or September. So I think this one. will – I think it'll. Be, that one went out without a hiccup. I think this one will be the same way. Um, and it's been just not not too many fans there, so it's been really just men golfing. With each other,
0: and <laughs> probably a lot easier. I think that adds to a different dynamic to to the sport, especially you know any sport really. Being able to hear the cadences in uh, football, hearing the coaches on the sidelines, and basketball, and then golf. I mean, I golf to relax. I'm, I mean, I think I have a handicap of plus five hundred or something like that. It's 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 horrible. <laughs> I'm not the best golfer in the world, but I like to get out there with my buddies and kind of relax. Do you think that? helps these guys or do you think it kind of hurts them not having the
1: fans there I think it definitely uh, there's definitely some guys who the fans they feed off the fans but I think it helps the majority of them where it's less pressure they could just feel like they're just playing a regular round of golf with their friends and it's just no pressure especially when it's Sunday and you're got tiger in your group and <laughs>
0: yeah. the crowd's going nuts for everything
1: he does and doesn't care about what you're doing
0: so. <laughs> absolutely um yeah i i'm interested to see how this year plays out especially sports wise and seeing i'm hoping everything goes off without a hitch it was crazy are we going to have a season we're not going to have a season you know uh, ncaa football was a little wonky this year um with teams opting in late and then having to wonder if they were going to play enough games so that's kind of the sports world and the sports talk for today on that end but want to dive into a little bit about you there, Phil. Um, so you were a Youngstown State graduate, correct? Yes. Okay, what did you study at Youngstown uh, State?
1: Um, I studied accounting, um, graduated in 2018, and then I went back to get my uh, master's in business administration, graduated um, in 2020 with that.
0: Okay, good, cool. So you were an accountant for two years, correct? Uh, Did you work for a specific firm or were you kind of doing your own? All right, sorry about that. Uh, A little technical difficulties. I got the recording back up and running. So sorry about that, Phil. Um, It's technology. It's great. Uh, I love it when it works, uh, but it doesn't work (laughs) all the time. So Youngstown State, uh, we're an accountant. Uh, Were you working for your own firm or were you working for somebody else? Take me through that a little bit.
1: Yeah, I worked with uh, a like a mid-sized accounting firm in Campfield, Ohio area. Um, so I was basically doing tax returns for businesses,
0: personal, auditing, all that fun oh, stuff. If you f- like to say the fun, but all the fun stuff—the the grunt work yes. that nobody wanted to do—really, basically, <laughs> Is that what I'm getting right, from basically. you, Is that- <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so you did that for two years. Um, what did you learn accounting was. I know you said you have your master's um, in business administration and you have an accounting degree, but was there anything that you learned on the job site that you didn't get while at Youngstown State?
1: Um, I think the main thing was I didn't want to do that the rest of my life. That's what I learned. So <laughs> <laughs> then, I, then I decided to change
0: careers, and that was really what, that's probably the main thing I learned. <laughs> Changing careers is always, uh, if as long as it's for the better, so you change careers, and now what are you doing? Take me through that. What, what's what's the good old Phil doing nowadays? Yeah, so I, I run my own financial planning practice
1: uh, with Northwestern Mutual, um, so it's a similar career, I guess, with accounting, but I get to interact with more people. Um, it's not just sitting in my office and punching numbers, it's more going out, meeting new people, and... Um, helping them achieve the goals in life that they want, whether it's personally, professionally, or financially, and just putting a plan together so that they um, can find happiness in whatever they want to do.
0: That's great, man. Um, Financial planning is something that I think everybody needs, especially nowadays, so... Has COVID affected uh, your uh, financial planning business? Has it increased it? I mean, what are, what are you kind of seeing out there with people and, you know, being able to help them uh, financially plan through a pandemic?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, well, I, when I started, it was, I started mid-pandemic my career here, so okay. I didn't really get to see what it was like before, but from what people say, it's, it's got its up and downs from past, uh, before covid The good thing is we can meet more people at a time because we don't have to drive from place to place. It's a lot of Zoom meetings, um, so it's more time efficient. You could probably spend more time with your family, Um, but it's also um, hard because some people with this time, it's definitely been a rough time with finances for a lot of people, so it's hard to, especially with the unemployment and things like that, it's hard to get in touch with people like that.
0: Definitely understand it kinda led me right into the the next question, you know. I mean, I was just are you out and about meeting people? I mean, or are you is it more Zoom meetings? But um seeming like it's more Zoom meetings, I mean I can't see that really hurting you. It seems like you can get a lot more done if you're Zoom meeting. Now, do you do more of a conference zoom meeting or is it more personal one on one? Um, yeah, it's I do mostly Zoom meetings, but yeah, it's more
1: personal one on one me and uh the potential client or the potential client and her and his wife or her husband or family and it's me and every once in a while it's me and a veteran advisor to maybe add more knowledge depending on the client um so it's really just a quick one hour zoom call get to know each other um and then it's all the fun stuff of planning and being able to put that plan together and seeing the um, things that we could impact people with. Okay, cool, cool. So, with that,
0: <clears throat> you know, how can you really help each individual? You know, right now, I know it's tough with people. You know, financial planning. Are you limited to the state of Ohio, or are you nationwide? Uh, so, what's going on with that, and how can we help you help help me help you?
1: Yeah. So um, it is pretty much uh countrywide i have a i have clients in florida texas so it's i could really meet with anyone and that's the good thing about the well not the good thing about the pandemic but <laughs> it's i'm able to have zoom calls with anyone in the country um but yeah it's um i forget what the first part of your question was
0: <laughs> just you know how can you you know help people during oh, the pandemic how, how
1: I yeah so it's um I see with a lot of people where it's maybe they don't have the money to actually put away in, um, whether it's life insurance, disability insurance, um, investments, it's a lot of budgeting, making sure that they budget correctly. And I know having a budget in place is something that's pretty easy if you just take the time to do it. But then once you stick to it, then you have more money to save, put away for retirement. Um, And that's really the main thing is just being able to plan for retirement and being able to um, reach retirement on and not having to retire at 65 and then five years later you're running out of money and have to go back and do a part-time job um, for sure so it's definitely budgeting putting things away so we have enough money for retirement
0: gotcha that seems to be the end goal just to retire to be retired and not really. Well, yeah. Now I'm out of money. Now it's time to go work at Lowe's for whatever for part time, just to, for some spending cash. But yeah. so I want to help you out, man. You're doing great things. It sounds like uh, with the financial planning, being able to help people countrywide uh i am all over the united states i even have a couple international countries that listen to this show too as well um i'm in about 60 cities over the city so how can my fans find phil where do where do we need where do i need to send them to to get all the help they need financially Um, yeah they
1: could they could give me a call um or they could uh message me on linkedin uh philip alfano um that's really the main place is me a call on my uh, cell phone or reaching me on LinkedIn.
0: Awesome. So what I'm going to do for you, my man, because I do appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, we're coming right up near the end of it here. So I'm going to get all your information after this. I'm going to put that in the comment section here in the description if that's okay with you. That way everybody knows just how to get to Philofano and help me help you, my man.
1: All right, perfect.
0: That sounds great, Mike. Thanks for having me on. Hey, no problem. I got one quick read here from my sponsors, and then I will let you get back to helping people financially here. So the Ride Home Rants podcast is brought to you by My Daily Choice CBD and high life travel uh, CBD some of the best products out there um, I was an athlete for most of my life I have a bunch of joint pain And a lot of soreness and muscle pain Since starting to take the CBD It has helped with the joint pain I got a lot more mobility It helps out It's not just oils anymore people It's gummies It is pet treats It's bath bombs It's hair care It's skin care They have it all and i know stuff's starting to open back up a little bit here so with high life travel they have some of the best packages out there right now better than expedia better than priceline packages start at $29.99 a month you can't beat that you're not going to find that anywhere and if you need a little extra cash you can ask my man phil here how to save up for a good trip and a good Vacation for you and your family to relax in the midst of a pandemic, all you gotta do is go to HempWorks.com slash M Bonaventura that's HempWorks.com slash M Bonaventura once again, I wanna thank Phil for being on the show, it's great having you great talking to you and hopefully you can help a lot more people out my man, alright thank
1: you, yeah, thanks for having me uh, enjoyed having our talk today and um, enjoy- i hope we talk again soon
0: Absolutely, my man. Thank you again, and I will see y'all next week. The Ride Home Rants Podcast is brought to you by W Energy. Energy drinks made for gamers, streamers, and podcasters alike. For gamers, streamers, and podcasters alike. Go to the link in the description where you can find the best energy drinks out there. Less caffeine than a cup of coffee. Also, no jitters and no crash afterwards. Use the promo code MikeBono and get yourself 10% off. Also, the Ride Home Rants podcast is brought to you by my favorite sponsor of the show, and that is Shank It Golf. Golf apparel made for the everyday golfer. We might not go out and shoot a six under par. We're probably going to shoot a six over par, but... This is going to give us the gear that's going to help us rock it on and off of the course. Go to the link in the bio. Use the promo code Mike Bono and get yourself 10% off there as well.